about playing the love of God. We'll sing that this morning. Just want to greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Happy to be here. Happy to gather with you and online and those that are here this morning. We just pray God will bless you richly. And happy Mother's Day. We really appreciate our mothers. Brother Branham called you the fifth gospel and there weren't ever truer words spoken than that. Prayers of mother reach very deep in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And we're so thankful for that. God richly bless you is my prayer. Amen. The love of God.
cared for me like Jesus will just sing the chorus no one ever
came down from glory. Lord, and you came down and walked amongst us. Walked amongst men and became a man that we, mortal man, might become you, Lord. What grace is this, O God, that you have granted unto us? Oh, There's just something about your name, Lord Jesus. The first time that it was ever spoken on human lips, Lord. A little babe in the womb of a woman, an elderly woman, who was concerned because there was no life there. Yet when that name was spoken, that little babe leapt to life, Lord. Oh, God. And that name is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we come to you, Lord Jesus, with thanksgiving. We worship you, Lord. We magnify you, Father. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love your presence, O oh God. We love to be in the midst of the congregation, Lord, and worship you and praise you and 
just invite you to come down in a very supernatural and special way, Lord God. Even amidst of these circumstances, Lord God, we turn away from these circumstances, oh God. And we look to you, Lord God, the author and finisher of our faith, oh Jesus. Oh, for you are in control of all things, Lord God. There is nothing, oh God, that is past your control, Father, but it is all in your hands, oh God. And we submit ourselves, Lord Jesus. We surrender ourselves unto thee, O God, and we ask that you would take full preeminence, Lord God. Even in this service this morning, Lord God, I pray, O God, that you would come down into every household, Lord Jesus. May they feel the presence that we feel here this morning in the church, O God. The very unction of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Moving amongst us, Father. Moving from heart to heart, O God. Oh, we're hungry for more of you, Lord Jesus. We hunger and thirst after you, Father. We run after you, Lord Jesus. For you alone, O God. As Peter, way back when you were here, Lord, Peter said, where could we go, Lord God? For you alone have the words of eternal life. You are, O God, Lord Jesus, that very fountain, a very fountain of life, Lord Jesus. Father, we give you this service this morning, Lord. We give you this service, Lord Jesus. We pray that you'll take the vessel, Lord, by the name of Brother Tom, Lord, a man that you have saved by grace, O God, and made a minister out of him, Lord Jesus. I pray you'll take that vessel of clay this morning, O God. Speak through him, Lord Jesus, with the unction of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Oh, let your word go forth in a mighty demonstration even this morning, Father God. Quickening hearts, Lord, touching lives, Father. Oh, have your way, Lord Jesus, we pray. Bless everyone, Lord. Bless Brother Milko, Lord God. Bless Brother Henry Waldner, Father. Oh, God, bless the Sharman family, Lord. Lord, many needs in our midst, Father. Bless Sister Rena, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, heal your people, Father. There's nothing too hard for you, oh, God. There's nothing impossible with you, Father. For all things are possible to them that believe, Lord Jesus. And we are believers, oh, God. And we come to you this morning, Lord Jesus, with that firmness in our hearts, Father, with a heart full of faith, O God, knowing that, O God, your promise, Lord, cannot fail, Lord. Your word is true, O God. And we pray even now, Lord Jesus, that you would raise up the sick, Lord God, by the power of your resurrection, Father. We have been given a mandate as the bride of Jesus Christ to cast out devils, Lord, by the commission that you gave the church, Lord Jesus. And we stand firm on your word, O God, resisting the enemy, O God, standing upon your word, confessing it, Lord Jesus, that it is true, O God. Thank you, Lord God. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord Jesus, and we give you praise, O God. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you so much.
You can have your seats if you like. And We've got a special this morning. Sister Natasha is going to come and sing for us. And we just invite her to come and get ready. And Maybe we can sing that little chorus. I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of the rain. We have a couple of baptisms this morning, which we are so thankful for. Sister Gwyneth Van Enter and Sister Rebecca Walner are here. They've been touched by the Holy Spirit. And God has answered the prayers of moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is working mightily amongst us. Amen and amen. All right, let's sing this. I know the master of the grace and his mercy. Uh, we have been sick, my husband and I, affected by the COVID. It was really tough, but by God's grace, because of, because of his blood, we have victory. And I would like to thank the Lord also for all his miracle and all that he has done for us. And I would like to encourage you this morning uh, that there's nothing too big, there's nothing too hard for God. no problem too big God cannot solve it and there is no mountain too tall he cannot move it and there is no storm too dark God cannot calm it there is no sorrow too deep, he cannot soothe it. And if he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders, ooh, I know my brother that he will carry. Ooh, I know my sister that he 
There is no problem too big God cannot solve it And there is no mountain too tall He cannot move it Oh, there is no storm too dark God cannot come it And there is no problem Jesus. Beautiful song. Appreciate that so much. Very powerful song. Amen. I'm going to invite our brother Tom. And I had this song on my mind before I came to church. I was listening to uh, Brother Branham preach. There's a message he spoke many years ago and it's called The Pillar of Fire. And I thought of this song. What we have is the pillar of fire leading us Amen. I think it's uh, E flat. <clears throat> You're going to have to bring the words up for me because I'm not sure of them all. There we go. What we have is a pillar of fire.
just stay right there because that's right on target. That's right on target, Brother Nathan. Happy Mother's Day from the pastor to myself, to the ministry, to all you blessed mothers. As the scripture so often says that your children will rise up and call you blessed. Train them in the way that they shall go. When they get old, they shall not. They come back. I don't care how long it takes. That's your promise. Mothers on Mother's Day. They will not depart. I remember a couple of Mother's Days ago, I was preaching and Sister, well, Brother Mucci and Sister Grace were sitting in the back and was speaking on the token on Mother's Day and Sister Grace couldn't conceive, couldn't have children, but she stood up. She says, I, I said, why don't a mother stand up for your children? And she stood up and God gave her a baby. That was a special Mother's Day. This is always a special Mother's Day too. Brother Bram said, he said, Mother's Day, it's a celebration of a very great Memorial Day. Happy Mother's Day to you all. God bless you. That's a pretty high calling, Brother Nathan. Fifth gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and mother. Wow. He didn't say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and fathers. He said Matthew, Mark, Luke, and mothers. What a place. What a place to be. Well, we got a, uh, we have a full day. It's one service today, so we'll take our time as we, we have two baptisms as it's been announced. To darlings of the gospel and one waiting to be spoken to. So that's last week, this week, and next week, Lord willing. So this is God is on the move. And we should be thankful that God deals. If, and I just, I was walking in my yard this morning earlier, yesterday, or Saturday morning, I said, Lord, if you're wrapping it up for our children, wrap it up quickly. Wrap it up, Lord. And now we're going to see it and experience it. I'll speak more about it when I'm in the baptismal tank. But we also have another announcement on Mother's Day. And uh, I think they have a picture of the new addition to the assembly. That's Julian Arthur Pubu. That's uh, Angelica and Jean Manassi's baby boy. And he was born yesterday, May 8th, 7 pounds, 1 ounce. Mother and child are doing great. Yeah, these are adorable children. Amen. And we're thankful to the Lord for what God's added to Brother John and Angelica's family. And I'm sure Brother Roy and Sister Judy are rejoicing. And I'm sure Brother John's mom and dad in Africa are so thankful for what God has given. Healthy children to the assembly of the living God. Amen. Amen. I think that is it for the announcements. Brother Darren, you have the first slide that I have up. Maybe we could put that up as we sing the song. What we have is the pillar of fire. That's my first slide, Brother Nathan. Let's just sing it. Let's stand to our feet as we go to the word. What we have is the pillar of fire.
sing it one more time. God again. He's leading us back to the Bible, leading us away from sin, showing the resurrected Savior, showing Himself alive again. What we have is the pillar of fire, and it's burning Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we approach the Holy Word, we are the most privileged of all people. The same one that led the children of Israel, the same one that met Paul on the road to Damascus, the same one that met a prophet, the same one that is amongst your children today. We can say it with assurance. We can say it with a heart full of faith. And I pray, Lord, that this pillar of fire will come and make the word alive to each and every one as they would join with us this morning as we go into your word. It takes the Lamb of God himself to come and pregnate a people with thus saith the Lord and open the word of life to us. We love you, Lord. We love you want you, Lord, to have preeminence within our hearts and our lives. We have thoughts, but we want your thoughts. We have written words, but we want your words, Lord. You're the lamb that came and took the book. Take the book, open the book, and make it alive to our children, to the adults, to every member of the bride of Jesus Christ that will join with us. It's a dead letter, Lord, unless the Holy Ghost himself comes. So, Lord, would you breathe upon your people? And will the presence of God punctuate the word of life? We don't want form. We want God. We don't want the structures of man and the ideas of man. But we want the purity of thus saith the word of life. Bless your people as we turn to the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I invite you, please, turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. I'd like to speak on a subject that's greater than I can take in one service or two or even how many services. Please keep that picture up. I'm going to call and title the message Walking in the Image of Christ. Walking in the Image of Christ. What you see above my head right now is... A son of man, William Branham. What you see above his head is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Vindicating a prophet in this generation. 
As we go along, we say, well, Brother Tom, that was such a long time ago. God doesn't know time. There's no time in God. He's eternal. He came down in this generation and had a prophet and stood with that prophet. And you see that image before you. That's an image. And they say a picture tells a thousand words. I could talk about Brother Branham and Pillar of Fire in Houston, Texas, and how that there's Reverend Bess that came and wanted to debate Brother Branham. Brother Branham said the word's not debatable. And Brother Bosworth took up the debate, and then Brother Branham came to the pulpit, and God came down to vindicate his servant. That is a powerful picture. You've probably had it on your walls, and I, I do not want it to become common. Without that pillar of fire today, not one of us would be standing here. That pillar of fire has moved in our lives and is still moving. It goes on to say, as it says right here, and George J. Lacey, head of the FBI, a fingerprint and document, said, Mr. Branham, I've been your critic and said it was psychology, but said the mechanical eye of the camera won't take psychology. The light struck the lens and so you have a picture now. And one of them's in Washington, D.C., in the Religious Hall of Art, with a note under it. The only supernatural being was ever photographed in the history of the world. That, Brother Joe, is incredible. And we have been privileged to see this image. And that's why I'd like to say, walking in the image of Christ. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. I want you to get that. The glory of the Lord are being changed into that same image. Walking into the image of Christ. The glory of God has come down in its generation. And now we've seen through a glass darkly. The glory of the Lord. And are changed into the same image from glory to glory Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. May the Lord add His blessing to His word. You may have your seats. Today is a day that's mind-boggling in the sense of the way Satan has crafted the Satan's Eden as time has gone on. And we thought that Hollywood was a, a big part and still is a big part of trying to fashion images. And Satan uses that to affect people to dress like somebody. And some weirdo has a weird haircut and all of a sudden half the world has the weird haircut. What is Satan doing? He's trying to mold the people into an image. Showing that his children... Are being formed by his technique. Then you have music. 
and music. You have death metal music, you have goth music, you have soft rock music, you have hard rock music, you have, as Michael said the other day, country music, and you've got all these sort of things. But what they do as we listen, I shouldn't say we listen, that if we're born again, you wouldn't be listening. They try to form and fashion an image. If they have tatties and all up their arms and necks, you watch the world. And now it's a heathen nation of tattoos. Every part of their body, anywhere they can, it's heathenism. And heathenism is of Satan. Today, you won't find me sending you a selfie. I've never done one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did. I was in the hospital and I was doing a selfie of my foot. It wasn't nice. Then my arm and then my thigh to my wife. But I won't be sending you one today. You won't get one from me. Because what's the intent of it? What's the intent? Showing you are a certain image. Trying to affect those that receive that image. And nine times out of ten, as society moves on, people absolutely get swallowed up into Satan's imagery. I won't send you a selfie. I will not send you a Facebook I will not send you a LinkedIn sign up, Instagram picture. You will not see that. Come to church and you will see me. Or invite us over and we'll come to your home. I would want every one of us to start, start to think more about the beauty of Christ and the image of Jesus than the image that Satan is trying to perpetrate and capture your minds. They're swallowed up to it. It's not one hour a day. Folks, Like, get this out of your head. Satan has given it, and it always, always starts with good. It's come the tree of good and evil. Oh, I just want to show the picture. We're on a holiday, and my mom wants to see the pictures of the family, and love to see that, and then it goes on and on and on. People want to show what they dress like. Who cares what you dress like? Really? Are you that narcissistic that you think about yourself? That you want people to share in what you're wearing today? And then you get your likes and dislikes. Well, that's a rotten blouse or that's a cheap looking dress or your nose is too big today. Well, I, I didn't Photoshop it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll correct it. And you got come some bags under your eyes. Just a second. I'll take that out of there too. And you become a phony. This is, in fact, swallowing up humanity in North America. I don't know what they do in Europe, but I know it's, it's a plague today. It affects people's dress. They show themselves at a certain style. And everything that they're trying to do is actually a detriment to their self-esteem. People that need to be on it have a very, they say, hey, you don't have to take my word. You give me hours looking this up. And they find out that the people that are most on it have low self-esteem of themselves, trying to get self-esteem from their likes. 
That's terrible. I would think that you have as the bride of Jesus Christ the greatest esteem that Jesus called you. The king of glory moved on you. That should be your esteem. But it doesn't matter. We're swallowed up in Satan's Eden. But God had to send an image today to keep our minds on what God wants us to be. Not only do people get swallowed up in this multimedia nonsense, and I'll call it nonsense, and people that even speak about it or use it more, if you use it for the kingdom of God, remember the tools that we have can be used for the kingdom. People are influenced by their dress, they're influenced by their looks, they're influenced to make them buy, speak, sing. It brings an image. That's why businesses, whether that be Pepsi, Toyota, Oh, these, these are these are things and items that you buy every day. You buy it every day. Some of you don't, of course, because I'd like to have Pepsi. But but there's the Toyota, there's Gatorade, there's you know all these things that we buy. And the reason people uh, buy it because they like it. But the company wants to sell more, so to sell more, they have power people. They want to present an image. They have superstars promoting their items. And people are influenced by success. You are. Just admit it. We're influenced by successful people. And we were trapped in that until we were born again. And so they would put Tiger Woods up. And they would put up your Mike Tyson's up. And your Lance Armstrong's up. They would put up a Gilbert Arenas. I don't even know who he is. But he plays for the Wizards basketball team. Maria Sharapova, a tennis player. And they put these people up. Because whatever their brand is or whatever they're selling or whatever it is, well, if those people who are multimillionaires, if they do that, then we should do that. That's their image. I want you to get spiritual quickly. So Satan's Eden puts all these images. These companies want to project an image and they want to keep the image pure. But remember in Satan's Eden, he'll put you up, but he's going to tear you down. So these people that I've met, whether it be Ben Johnson, who was a Canadian hero, lost his endorsement of over 2.8 million. Tiger Woods, because of his lifestyle, perverted as it was, car crashes, lost Gatorade, AT&T, Buick, and lost hundreds of millions of dollars instantly overnight because of his lifestyle. Michael Phelps. 23 gold medalists and we want to be swimmers. Like, yeah, I'm being token up and lose all your endorsements. 
Gilbert Arenas, Washington Wizard basketball player. Who's this? We don't even know these people. But he's got a $40 million endorsement to sell a product. But because he got charged with illegal, illegal gun handling, lost $40 million overnight. Mike Tyson, the biggest of them all. Pepsi, Toyota, Kodak, US Today, Nintendo. Overnight, he lost $10.75 million, made over $300 million and lost it all. And now you have Bill Gates. The richest man in the world. And now they said if we can't look up to Melinda and Bill Gates. And now they're divorcing. It's an image that they want. Microsoft image. But now after 27 years it's a divorce. And it's unclean and it's everything. But oh my. Billions of dollars. Satan sets them up. And Satan knocks them down. So all these kinds of images. If you go on the web and you start searching it out, type up teenagers, talk about uh, young, uh, young couples, young people, and find out there's documentaries on teenage lives online. Proliferation of it. They get so caught up and it so demonizes them. It demonizes them. To the point that they can't put enough online enough. And not enough information. And then people start to tear them down to the point what happens. They want to commit suicide because life's not worth living because nobody likes them anymore. But they were their own demise. And Satan just helped them by putting it. One of the greatest failures was Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong was a cyclist. People know him as winning seven Tour de France's from 1999 to 2005 or 2006. He won seven, seven Tour de France's, but charged on doping and lost all medals and all credibility. But they wanted him for an image, but as soon as his image is tarnished, they'll find somebody else. But let me tell you of an image that came in this day that was never tarnished. It was challenged on every hand. Critics in every service. People that want nothing to do with this message. And this message went on without tarnish. But these people that rise up with no brains... They think they're so smart, it's ridiculous. Rise up and try and come against a messenger. And the message has already been proven and vindicated by God. You're too late. People that rise up against it never had a birth to begin with. I'm going to say it straight. Unless you're born again, you will never see the kingdom of God. Never. And so they come and become of an association and they start to put on an image. But it's an image on the outside, not on an image on the inside, working towards the outside. Only the bride of Christ is attracted to this word. 
And we are being brother Joe. And we have been for 40 some odd years. Changed from glory unto glory. Until we come into the very image of Christ. It does not change. People that were here. They're just now just wrecks on the roadside. And still try. And they're liars. You look up Brother Branham, picture of Brother Branham, and they put it and it posts to believe the sign. They're a liar. They don't believe that sign. And not only do they don't believe that sign, they don't believe the voice behind the sign. They never did. They never caught it, never did, and never will. People followed it. People followed it. But God vindicated it. And you take message after message. If I haven't spoken the truth, God wouldn't come down. Never once wrong, never one time. People say, oh, they made a mistake here. Where were you then? Everybody's a Monday morning quarterback. All they want to do is tarnish like Satan, accuser of the brethren, Satan, and tear down what is of God. Calling that which is clean, unclean. And calling that unclean. Oh, we're Christians. Clean. Far from it. Far from it. Such a, prolifer- a proliferation of social media. Now I'm going to, you say, well, Brother Tom, I know, Joe, you don't like this subject, but I'm, I'm going to thump it because it's just uh, worth thumping. Because the devil uses it and destroys our young people. Mothers, get off it. Children, forget it. Keep that image before you. I love this. And I I had this, I've had this for a long, long time. Years, years and years and years. It was an old note left by a dying missionary in Africa years and years and years and years ago. So here's a note left. By this dying missionary in Africa. It was found left penned on his desk. I'm a part of a fellowship I'm not ashamed. Amen. Amen. I am part of a word I am not ashamed of. He says I have stepped over the line. I've come too far. I'm not turning back. The decision's been made. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. John, this is a good quote. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense now. My future secure. I'm finished and done with low living and living by sight, walking by sight, small planning, smooth knees. And colorless dreams. Tamed by visions. Mundane talking. Cheap living. And dwarfed goals. This was a missionary. I no longer need preeminence. I don't need to be lifted up. I don't need Facebook. I don't need whatever form. Instagram. I don't need it. I don't no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, or popularity. I don't have the right. I don't have to be right. 
first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. My goodness. I should print this out to every one of us. If you can do this in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and that's the statement, saints of God, we should surely be living the same. I now live by faith, lean on his presence, walk in his patience, lifted by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven. My road is narrow, my way is rough, my companions are few, but my guide is reliable, my mission is clear. I cannot be bought, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, or let up. Until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I'm a disciple of Jesus and I must go till he comes. Give, give till I drop and preach till all know and work till he stops me. My. Just that one little paragraph of a missionary of years gone by still has an impact and creates an image. The Bible says in Colossians 3 and 1, If you be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on the things of the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, He's everything. He's my all and all. When Christ, who is Andrew, our life, Shall appear. Now here's, here is the Alpha Church prophesying of an Omega Church. When Christ Himself shall be made manifest, has not the image of God come down in this generation and manifested Himself before a dying generation? He's appeared. Or He's root, Or He's manifested. Or that which was invisible became visible. Think about it, saints. You've lived to see this scripture fulfilled in your day. When Christ, who is Tom's life, put your name there. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, you shall appear. The bride's appearing. So when Christ appeared, the bride's appear. Hello? Everybody hearing me? When Jesus Christ is manifested, the bride of Jesus Christ will manifest. Not Facebook, not Instagram, nothing. That is a false image. False image. Tearing people's lives. Suicidal. It breeds it. See, they say not all. Wow. Not all. Go into why people do it. Low self-esteem. Complexes. Because they need to be affirmed by somebody. Maybe they didn't get enough from their parents. I don't know. But if you get in the word. And you start to see the image of Christ. The image of Christ. Now let me give you the word image. What it means. Akon. E-I-K-O-N. I 
Listen to the Hebrew word so I pronounce it, I believe, right? It's akon. Image. To be changed into the image. Akon. Means to be a representative, a representation of an external form of a person. You are a representation of an external form of a person. It says, it's an expression of a person and what he represents. And that's why they hire these people to represent their companies. They're successful. They make millions. Buy. Listen, I don't know of one ministry that was successful in Laodicea. And that is the ministry of Malachi 4. He shall appear in glory. I think I preached on this years ago. But I looked up the glory and its meaning in the scripture here. When Christ himself, who is our life, shall appear, you shall also appear with him in glory. That glory is, in simple terms, is to give an opinion or an estimate of something. It follows the glory of God expressing all that he is in his being and in his nature. You're an expression of his being and his nature. We've been invited to be a partaker of his divine nature, Peter writes. So your reflection, you're an expression of that being, of his nature, of his character, of his power, and how he acts. So when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, we shall also appear. We shall also act. We shall also have power. We shall also fit his nature. The glory of God is a manifestation of all of his attributes. That's a key thought there. Because Brother Bram said the final attribute of God has come. He said the same one that met Abraham is the same one that is here this evening. It's the final attribute being in display. Oh, that was a tremendous quote. So the glory of God is about to be revealed in us, in us, to us. It also means that you're being decorated. <laughs> what a decoration. You're being decorated or endowed on. The hour Jesus said these words in John 17 and when these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hours come glorify your son. Glorify it, endow us, decorate us with the glory so that I might glorify you not ourselves him that image that image that image ekon ekon it's a mirror like representation it's christ in perfect likeness of god <laughs> it gets even deeper doesn't it don't get bound up, please. Just reach out and be like Paul said, not that I've attained, but I press towards that prize. Amen. Don't get bound up and say, hey, I'm not there. I'm not there. I want to get there. I desire to get there. I'm there more today than I was last week or last year or last month or last 10 years. Because we're being changed from this glory to glory to glory. It's being revealed in us. 
It's powering us. It's watching over us. It is conquering Satan's Eden. If you've got the glory and the power of God and God has dressed you and decorated you, what do you think that's for? For us to say, oh, I believe a message or, oh, I'm just a Christian. No, sir. It is a Christian full of his power. Amen. Conquering Satan's Eden daily. Amen. You're a mirror-like reflection or representation of that which is unseen becoming seen. What a responsibility. What a responsibility. Say, I'm Christ-like. I'm a Christian. Really? We are. We didn't have a concept of true Christianity until this message came, folks. I'm sorry. You've had your Ern Baxters. You've had all these big oral robbers. These big names that people don't even know today. But I tell you one thing. The bride of Jesus Christ knows Malachi 4. They know Revelation 10.7. They know... Akon, mirror-like representation. Christ is the perfect likeness of God. That Christ, whatever God is, he is. It was God changing his emorphy. God changing his mass. God changing his form. So let this mind be in you. Come on. You've, you've got unveiling of God. You've got mighty God unveiled before us. You people have read it. You've heard it. And if you haven't, grab it. Sit around the table and let your children see it. Read it. Underline it. Highlight it. Let this mind that was in Christ be in you. Who being. That's an interesting word. Who being is one that means in being he was something before. So he put on the form of man in being. But that being was another being before he was a being. I hope that's not confusing to you. Who being in the form of God, being what one was before. That's what it means in the Greek. God being God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. (laughs) That's who he was. As I explained to our young sisters, he's not a triune being. He's not a three God. He's one God, changing his mass, changing his form. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him then the form. So the being that was before became a being, became a man, and took on the form of man in morphe with schema. If you take a look at the Greek word, if you go through that all, it implies to appear. So not only does God appear, but he appears with schema to someone. So God can appear, but nobody be there. But when God appears, he has to appear to someone. And like my Bible reference says, it says the only one that God can appear to, because God can do nothing until first he reveals it to his servants, the prophets, when God appears, there has to be a image. There has to be someone to appear to. So when God appeared as Elohim, 
there had to be prophet Abraham. Right, Matthew? So when God appears, he has to appear to someone. Right? He has to appear to someone. When he appeared to Paul, he had to appear to someone. He was just changing his mask. God above us, God with us in Jesus. And he appeared to John the Baptist. Prophet. As it was in the days of Noah. So it should be in the days of revealing. Brother Abraham called Noah prophet. God spoke to Noah. He appeared to Noah. That means he had to appear to someone, John. So God had to have a prophet on the scene to let us know what this image is. We didn't have a concept of the image until the image came. I could talk to you about a Model T Ford. And in a Model T Ford, I could describe it as... You know, something that had four wheels and they had these weird spokes in them and it had a running board. I'm a Ford, a Ford, a Ford. An old black thing that had a sort of weird hood and a tire on the back of it. And I could describe that and that starts to give you an image. But when you see one, I say, aha, that is that Ford. That's what a Ford is. Bump, bump, rattle, 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 bum, bang. But being in the form of God, one being now being the being that he was before now, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was God. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He made himself of no reputation. He took on the form, the amorphi, which implies at this time with the word schema, to appear to someone of a servant in the likeness of man. Verse 8. And being found fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You should know that he fashioned or he changed his mask or became a form. But he was always God. He was always God. And then he formed himself a body. And that body was called Jesus Christ because he is always God. So let this mind, Brother Bram said, that was in Christ being you. And then when you begin to think his thoughts, you begin to live his life and do the things that he did. Don't you see what I mean? Now, because it's not you, it's Christ. Christ is the word. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 29, for whom he did foreknow. Everybody could stick up there. Yep, that's me. He foreknow me. For whom he foreknow, he did predestinate. And who he predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. Are you predestinated? <laughs> you got to be, be conformed to the image of his son. That also is morphe, but it's not in morphe. I think I preached on this a while back. It's not in Morphe at this being conformed now into the image of his son. Because that conform means some morpho. Not in Morpho or in Morphe. But it's some immorpho, which indicates it's something that's being transformed within. So we're being transformed or conformed from the inside. And that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. To be conformed 
Samorpho, to the image of his son. Not just an outward, this is how we dress and our hair's long and this is how we look and that is an outside image. But God is only interested on the inside because once the inside is changed, the outside comes. People used to say when I was in the world, well, God sees my heart. Well, that's the way you're living. (laughs) You know, God sees my heart. What does that mean? But when you're born again and there's a heart change and your heart's been turned and God has given you a new spirit. Then you can say, God sees me on the inside. It's son morpho. It means God is changing me or conforming me. Referring to the image of his son on the inside. To resemble his son. To be like the form and image of his son. Oh my. <laughs> Hallelujah. Morpho. It means to be the inner reality. You don't have to put it on. It's an inner reality. It's an inner reality. You can put your dope here. You can put naked women here. You can do whatever you want here. There's an inner, inner change that has no want to. Why? Because God is changing us or conforming us to children of God, to the image of his son, to resemble his son, to be like his son, to be the image of his son. Oh, my goodness. Glory to God. God got a hold of us. And he just didn't change us to be at Bible way. He changed us from the inside. Amen. Amen. To an inner reality. Morphe, immorphe is to do with the out form, outside form. And some morphe is to do with the inside and inward reality. Paul writes in Galatians 4 and 19. My children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed where? In you. <laughs> the inside. Son Morphe. Morpho. God changing you. Expressing now a change of character. That's what the word says. It's a change of character. And Brother Bram said and identified Christ. He said, God has invited you to have your nature and character changed. What an invitation. My little children of whom I trail veil and birth again until Christ be formed in you, Roy. Till Christ be formed in you. So that you can express the very nature and character of what God is. His word. His word is what he is. My word are spirit. And they are life. So then, here we are, Christ. Paul writes to the Galatians that Christ be formed in you. That there would be a change of character that you could correspond then to God's word. It's an inner conformity to Christ. That's why our parents didn't understand this, Brother Ken. Dad kept on hoping that I was going to come back to be my old self. He said, I like you better when you're a long-haired whatever. I said, Dad, I like myself better this way. 
Because it was not a conformity on the outside. It was a conformity on the inside. The new birth took over. The things I used to do, I do no more. I'm a new creature in Christ. And I'm a reflection of the very image of God. Amen. You might as well say amen. You say, well, Brother Tom, I don't know how much of mine I reflect. Just make a positive confession. Just make a positive confession. Amen. My goodness. Where are we? Wow. Seed shall not be heir with the shuck. And I know a lot of people had a problem with that title, but Brother Bram does say, uh, reverse, and his last, one of his later messages, he says, the shuck won't be air with the seed. I know that's for people that are English and know things which I don't know. Brother Bram says, he was God, the Logos. God, the Logos. God, the Logos. The word went out of God. And when he brooded over the earth and brought forth marine life, when the Spirit of God, the Logos, the Word which God said, let there be. Let there be. And that Logos went out, which is the Word. And look what it did. It, the Logos began to breathe on the earth. And there came marine life. Can you imagine? I mean, I, I marvel at it. Every little fish. And then you look at their organs. Right? And you look how they open their mouth. Brother Murphy took me through the China, uh, in China, we were, went to the fish market, and, and they don't buy the fish, but they're still breathing. And they've got it so that they cut them open and their mouths are still opening up like this. And you see all the organs and entrails and everything like that. Who designed that? And God said, let there be marine life. And the air from the littlest minnow to the little krill to the great big blue whale. What a God we serve! And if God says he's changing you, he's changing you. Figure that one out, saints of God. And the Logos began to breathe on the earth. And there came marine life. Building up bird life. Building up animal life. And finally there came something that... Something in representation. Or looked like the thing that was brewing it. Brooding over it. God, a man in his very image of God. And I won't get into spirit man, dust man. Just, well, that's another message. Just stay with me now, please. So now that same Logos has a part. He's got a bride. And that same Logos, this word cannot be tampered with. It's brooding over the churches today, trying to bring back the word to its full manifestation. And the Holy Spirit brooded over Laodicea, and the masses rejected it, but there was a little elected lady that received it. Amen. Amen. Because there was a seed within her. There was a germ within her. That came to life when that Spirit of God moved over it. Because we know from Genesis, every seed brings forth of its kind. 
Brother Bram said, your bodies were laying in this earth, waiting to manifest between the union of mother and father. But the germ of life was always there. Amen. That always was in the mind of God now being manifested through the union of your parents. Brooded over all the churches. How many services did Brother Brown have? How many that were not recorded? How many people didn't even have a clue what he was saying? They were just interested in getting healed. They were interested in and seeing if he knew where they lived. Miracle after miracle. Do I have a slide? Do I have the next slide up there? Okay. This message wasn't done in a corner. What we have is the pillar of fire. Hangs on his shoulder. Next picture, please. Here he is in, in, in Germany where the pillar of fire is photographed over his head. What we have is the pillar of fire. Okay, next slide, please. So this message started to go around the world. This is just a portion of the racetrack in Durban, South Africa, where over 250,000 people gathered in these meetings. But did they get conformed to the image? Next slide. It's amazing. 250,000 people. But God was brooding over Durban because they're elected lady in Durban. Brooded over Port Elizabeth. Brooded over Johannesburg. Brooded over the Congo, Nigeria, Zimbabwe. God brooded over the world. Glory. Because he's going to have a son and daughter in his image. Hallelujah. Don't tamper with it. You'll hybrid it. You'll kill it. It'll cause no life to take place. People think their idea of what the message is kills the very life of the message. What was he doing? Breathing over the churches, brooding over the churches, trying to bring back the word to its full manifestation. Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy 3 and 16. Every scripture, this is in the Greek now, every scripture is God-breathed. Every scripture is God-breathed. And he breathed into the nostrils of Adam and he became a living soul. God breathed his word in this generation to let you and I know we are living souls. God's breath has breathed upon a people. Every scripture, every scripture... Every scripture, God breathed. Every scripture has life. It's given by inspiration, profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, And the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joint and of the marrow, and the discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. How often, Brother Don, does he have to stand there and say, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Brother Jones, dear. Sister Jones. Doesn't matter. Put whatever name you want to do there. It was God, the word. It wasn't William Branham. It was the word in Morphe. God is veiled in flesh. I'm sorry if that gets a little bit of strong for some people. But Brother Branham could not... Divide asunder. He would say, who did she touch? Who did he touch? Didn't touch me. 
It touched the high priest. God, they were touching the hem of his garment. So that word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It was living amongst us. And you're missing it. I'm sorry, folks. We're going to start missing this. Because he walked with the disciples. And I'm going to get to it. And he walked in a different form. And they walked with him for three years. But if God changes his form, you better find out that God doesn't hold in your eyes. You pray, God, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Because if you're holding, you're going to miss it. When he changes his form, it's going to be a prophet that's going to let you know where God's going to make change his form. People got stuck with William Branham. William Branham, William Branham. Brother Branham was pointing us to the son of man, the son of man, the son of man. And then saying, she's him. Remember, the word of God, that God speaks alive and full of power. Just a moment, lady. Now, now, Andrea, can you imagine now I'm Brother Branham and you're the lady? Like, oh, just a minute, lady. Moment, look at me. And so I said to the young people the other day, you know, they're wandering a little around. I said, you look on me. Peter said, you look on me. We're, we're preaching the word of God. You look on me. He said, look on me. Look on me. Now is the time for the Lord to say something or do something. No, not time for me to say something or do something. It's time for the Lord to say something. If, if your conscience, if you ever seen the picture of the light, it's standing right between me and the woman. She's suffering with a blood disease. It's diabetes. Whatever it is. True, wasn't it? Here's something else. I see a girl. It's a little girl that you're praying for. That's got something in her ear. It's a running ear. Isn't that right? Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be well. My. Could I say that? Could Brother Ram say that? But can Jesus Christ say that? God's immorphy needed a prophet to speak. Amen. It's going to be well. Amen, mothers. It's going to be well. You take your children. It's going to be well. You're going to take the promise of God. It's going to be well. It's going to be well. Go believe it with all your heart, sister. See, it discerns the thought and intent of the heart. It discerns the thought and intent of the heart. I want Jesus to identify himself to the word that I have just preached. To show this is the hour of the word that is lauded to this hour. Amen. Amen. Don't get tired of this. This is the word. This is now God speaking to us. This message. This word is lauded to this age. We've passed denominational ranks. We're fixing to go in the rapture. I'm just trying to get the people's faith to believe. I want you to lift up your hands and say, Prophet, I believe the true report. Hallelujah. Now, don't be scared, he said. That won't hurt you. You have a real strange feeling. When that light settles over you, you're suffering with inward trouble, inward organs. Who knows that? You've had an operation. That's right. Operated. It's no good. Still bothering. Exactly right. 
Then you have severe headaches bothering you. Now you don't know something has to know that you know. Now you know something has to know those things, doesn't it? You believe now. You can receive it. You believe it. All right, go and receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You're healed. In, in harvest time, hear now the image of God. God coming down. God telling the people. Can't get any plainer. He says, now, the Son of Man, not organization, the Son of Man, the Word is living itself again amongst you. Among the people. Why don't you turn to Hebrews 13 for, with me, please. Hebrews 13, verse 20. Looks like I'll have to probably make a couple of parts here. Which kind of image do you want? Do you want to be fashioned by Satan's Eden image? With all its tools that's infiltrating your homes? Or do you want the image of God, God's brought down in this word, in this generation, in this time, at this allotted season, to be your Portion and image. His likeness and image is perfecting me. The love of God shown to the world. For he's changing where? From glory to glory. He's changing, Levi. He'll change you. He'll change you. Can you imagine me being a preacher? Can you imagine me sitting behind where Brother Joe is? I'm going to someday if the Lord tarries. Where's the young preachers? Where are they rising up? Changing us. Hebrews, follow along please. Hebrews 13 and 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Now let me, I'm going to, Try and break it up a little bit here. So, may now the, now the God of peace, or may the God of peace. So then the God of peace, who is this God of peace? This God of shalom, this God who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who is the one that can give peace, the giver of peace. So now, now the God of peace. So it, it's more than just the God of peace. He's the author of peace. He's the giver of peace. Now that God of peace. Who brought you again. Among. From the dead. Our Lord Jesus. The great shepherd of the sheep. To what was he to do? Verse 13, 21. To make you perfect in every good work. But let's just take a a a look at that to make you perfect. That means to make you or strengthen you or complete, make you a complete work or a perfect work and make you what you ought to be. <laughs> make you what you ought to be. This is the God of peace that's doing this. This is the one that preached shalom to a, through a prophet. This God of peace has come to strengthen you. To complete you, to perfect you, and to make you what you ought to be, and equip you with everything that you need 
to carry out his will. The word. He gave us the word. Amen. He gave himself the word. And it works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing. In his sight through Jesus Christ the Messiah. To whom be glory forever and ever. Has anybody ever seen that picture of light? I showed you that picture. Why don't you throw that picture back up, that pillar of fire? That was just great, Brother Nate. Thank you so much. He said, everybody seen that picture? He said, the picture of light, the angel of the Lord, the pillar of fire. They got it. Scientists has it. Washington has it. Now the church has got it in reality. They got a picture of it. You got it in reality. It's here with us. It's leading us. Just as it led Israel, still leading the church. Jesus said, I come from God. Do you believe that Jesus, that burning bush that Moses met, is the same one, was out there? You believe that was Christ? It was the angel of the covenant, the Logos that went out from God. Now, if that angel that's here with us, if he's the same one that was in Christ, the Logos was in Christ, if that's in us, it'll do the same thing that he did because it's Christ. I'm bringing it down to your address. It's now the message. No, now the messenger. Now I want you to remember I said last week, there's only one messenger. There's only one Moses. Only one Joshua. Only one David. Only one John the Baptist. Only one Jesus. Only one Paul. But there had to be those that followed behind that believed it. Amen. Are you a believer? I want to speak for a moment. I want to speak for a moment. This is a quote, but I thought I'd just make it as though it was me. The unconditional covenant with God. I want to speak to you for a moment. I want to speak to you for a moment. I'll close this thing up. I'll speak to you for a moment. Who you are. Why we are. And what we are. That's pretty good, isn't it? I will just want to speak to you for a moment. Who we are. Why we are. And what we are. That's pretty good. We'll try and condense it down for you. Who we are. John, 1 John 1, 3 and 22, uh, 3 and 2 says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. It does not appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall manifest, glory, the pillar of fire, when it manifests, you shall manifest also. Brother Bram said, Christ and Mr. God revealed, it's not, we will be sons, we are sons. So then he says, let me talk to you a little bit for a minute. Who we are, why we are, and what we are. So who we are by the scripture is now we are the sons of God. Brother Bram says in Christ, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever after the seals. We are looking to our sacrifice to the Lord Jesus. He is who we are. Glory! He is who I am. Amen. He is who we are. Why are we? So we covered who are we, sons of God? Who are we in Christ? Okay. Now, why are, why we are? Brother Bram said you were all pre-planned. Nothing happens by chance. It's all pre-planned. Planned for many generations back so that you could be here tonight. Amen, Brother Milko. Why we are. We are flesh and bone of him. My, sounds like Eve. Sounds like that one that came out of Adam. 
opened his side. We are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. And then Brother Bram turns around, 1965, we are flesh and bone of him as long as we're the bride of Christ. Do you believe it? All right. He died for us. He died and we died to ourselves and we're buried in his name. And that's what's going to happen as soon as I finish speaking. No more of the world, but we are in him. Why? We are. We are the predestinated of God. We are the foreknown of God in the mind of God. We are the thoughts of God. In true plain language, Brother Bram said, you are the true bride of Christ that was in the mind of God eternally. You always were in his mind. You always are in his mind. And you always will be in his mind. Amen. Amen. What was he doing? He was sending a word to some more for you. To change you from the inside to be into his image. And to send a word to in more for you. To change your form from earthly to heavenly. Glory be to Jesus. My, 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 my. Yes. Why we are. He placed you here. You were predestinated for him. To be his bride. Before the foundation of the world. You are his predestinated seed. So why are we here? He predestinated us here. So I didn't want to be called. I wanted to be in Luther's day. No, this is the golden age. This is the age of all ages. This is the age where we defeat death. This is the age we stomp on Satan's head. Amen. Amen. What are we? What are we? Who are we? What are we? We are the pure. We are the virtuous. We are the sinless bride of the son of the living God. That's who we are. People are running, trying to find their identity. They're looking in their Facebook, their LinkedIn's. They're looking at their Instagram. Who really am I? They don't even know who they are. And they don't even like what they are. But you know what? I sort of like what I am today in Christ Jesus. In fact, I love it. Because it's not me. It's Christ in me. The hope of glory. Look how God dealt with Abraham. Look how God dealt with Abraham. And Brother Bram said how he dealt with Abraham and deals with his seed. And so when God came to Abraham, he came to him in many different forms. In, in various different images. He came to him as El Shaddai. He came to him as Jehovah Nissi, uh, victory. He won back with 318 farmers, sheep herders. <laughs> he fought five kings and their armies. And he knew them as Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah victory. He revealed himself as Jehovah Jireh, Mount Moriah. He revealed himself as Melchizedek. Priest of the most high God. All different forms. All different forms. In Mark it says, and as they heard that he was alive and they were seen and, and had been seen of her, they didn't believe. Then we're talking about the resurrection now. Oh, you say, well, I'm, I'm a believer. Well, so were they, weren't they? <laughs> she, she didn't go knocking on Caiaphas' door. She didn't go to Herod's door. Huh? 
She came to where the hiding disciples were. Those brave men. And when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, they didn't believe her. <laughs> Can you imagine, Joe? Can you imagine? Could you imagine all of a sudden, eh, let's just take Henry. Jumps out of the hospital, comes in here as he was when he was 18, knocks on your shoulder and says, it's happening, Joe. Nah, you look like Henry. I don't know if you're Henry. <laughs> It'll take God to recognize Immorphe. It'll take God to let you recognize what this message is all about. That's why we have to pray for revelation more than anything else, he said. Lord, show us your glory. Show us yourself. Let Christ be formed in me. And and the Bible says, and he appeared in another form unto two of them, and they walked. And you say, well, of course, we would have known that was Jesus coming out of the bush, walking with me for six hours. But we didn't even realize for how many 30 some odd years a prophet was on this planet. In a form. In an image. But their eyes were holding that they should not know. But then he opened their eyes. Oh God, open our eyes this morning. Let us see what this message is really all about. I know it's more than just saying William Branham's a prophet. It's way more than that, saints of God. It's realizing who we are in Christ by that prophet. Brother Bram said regarding this scripture, he said, I believe that's, I believe that's more than just history, but it's prophecy. We've walked along today a long time, but it's the evening time. As Brother Tim was saying, and he made like he would keep going. It'll take you, Gwyneth. It will take you, Rebecca, to want him. Stay with me. Stay with me a little while. Don't go, Lord. Keep speaking to me. You've got to do your part. He'll do his part. But he's a gentleman. If you ask him, he'll come. He comes every time he's invited. Just ask him. Listen. If being successful, I gave you enough success stories that Satan put up on a huge pedestal and knocked down. And man has put forth their image and Satan has walked over it. Don't you dare think that you would escape anything less than that unless Jesus comes into your life. I believe it's more than just history. It's prophecy. We've walked with him a long time in this evening time. When he's done things like he used to. And it's getting late in the day. And it's getting evening time. And Jesus has got to shut in here tonight. Oh, our Heavenly Father. Let that evening light shine on me. Shine in my house, Lord. Shine in my life. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Brother Ram says, hallelujah. Amazing grace. The Lord Jesus Christ may call me a fanatic if you want to. But this great God who created heavens and earth holds our souls in his hands in our presence. And we're in his presence now. My my God, he's making it so real. 
the word itself made flesh in you. Come on, images. Come on now. We're not talking about the image of a BMW, an image of a Cadillac, or an image of a Ford truck, or whatever, an image of an Audi or a Mercedes. We're talking about the image of God. The word itself made flesh in you. You are a reflection now of that image. You are a reflection of this hour, the message. You're a reflection of it. Live it again. Live the life that was in Christ. You're in the presence of the Son. It's the same Jesus in bride form with the same power, same church, same thing, same word. Hallelujah! Maybe not be too many people here today, but I want to scream it to know how tops. The same Jesus in bride form, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, spirit of his spirit, nature of his nature, character of his character, life of his life. There is a people that is reflecting the very image of God. You have been formed into the living image. He says this in who in this Melchizedek. You have been formed. I formed is the same word form if you want it. In morphide. You have been formed into a living image of the living God. You have heard from your theophanies. So much deeper, Brother John. Than just trying to figure out the semantics of how we're to live and how we're supposed to dress and how this all works here. It's a life in Jesus Christ. It's a manifestation. It's a reflection of the very image of God himself. You can't learn this. You have to live it. How are you going to do it? As we've been saying, and Brother Tim took it up on Wednesday. How are you going to do it? He said, by prayer and by the word. By prayer and by the word. Are you listening to me, church? You want it, Brother Nathan? Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. And you'll start reflecting him. You'll start reflecting him. Now you think I'm really fanatic. He has come in the form of the Holy Spirit. Not to the church, but to the elected church. He never came to Laodicea for them. He came for the bride. The church. We are the ones to let his life shine through us to others. It's us, Christ, in the church. That shines forth the presence to make him visible to all. Oh my, whatever, my next message is going to be your responsibility. Your responsibility to be that reflection. Act like Christ, live like Christ, walk like Christ, talk like Christ. People say, well, where are all those miracles? Saints, we've had more miracles over the last little while than I can care to have time to talk to you about. I'm not looking for miracles. If you got him, you got miracles. Amen. We got Milko sitting in the bed where the doctors wanted to give him up. And I walked in there the other day. His right leg couldn't move. And now it's moving. I said, praise the Lord. We got Henry in a coma. Now Henry talking to me on the phone. and Different things are happening. I say, praise God, Lord. Complete the work. Amen. Amen. We have mothers that couldn't have children have children on Mother's Day. Think about it. 
People say, where's God? God's everywhere. I'll tell you where God is in me. Satan tried to get me, can't have me. Satan tried to get you, can't have you. Amen. Greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. Look at all the tactics of Satan in Laodicea and all that he's throwing out. And you're still here. You're not lukewarm. You're not a bench warmer. No, sir. You're sons and daughters of God. Amen. Amen. He's come in the form of the Holy Spirit into the elected church. It's us, Christ, in the church, shining forth the very presence of him, making the invisible visible. I know that's a mouthful, but you might have to chew on this one a while. It's good to chew on things. Just good to chew on things. I don't care, saints of God. It cannot be any man behind the pulpit. We can preach. We can. Some people think they teach. Some people think they're evangelists. Some people think. I don't know what I am. All I know is I'm a son of God. And all I want to do is please the Lord. And all I want to see is Christ be formed in you. Yes, God's got teachers in the church. Yes, God's got evangelists and pastors in the church. Of course he does. But it's not the major on the minor. It's the major on him. It's the major on him. He has come in the form of the Holy Spirit into the church that shines forth the presence to make him visible to all. When you walk into your shop, Brother John, it's not you walk into the shop. God now, the image of God being pressed in and out. Some Morphe and Morphe. <laughs> oh my goodness. Being, we're being squished. Maybe we're going to be like that bar of soap. I'm going to be changed. Amen. I hope this is not too strong for you. Through the lives of his elected believers, those who are the elected to eternal life receive him and only my sheep hear my voice. Doesn't she have to return through Malachi 4? Absolutely. There was only one Moses, one Elijah, one Noah, one William Branham, one Malachi 4, one Revelation 10, 7. But there are believers that are behind it that said, preach it, prophet. That same Jesus, he said, is here. That same Jesus is here. He's the messenger. He is. He is the, he is the message. He is the messenger. Here to identify the message. I'm not the messenger. He's the messenger. And this is the message. That's why he kept on saying in the seals that that, that, that prophet, Revelation 10, 7, had to be on earth when Revelation 10, 1 came down. Because God can only reveal himself to prophets. I don't care whether you're a runaway son and daughter of God. He got Moses. I don't care if you're a wondering Joshua, how I'm going to conquer this city. The captain of the Lord of hosts came to met him. Amen. Amen. I don't care if you're shaking with your knocked knees like Israel when Goliath was standing before him. There came an anointed king. And they missed God in David. My goodness. I don't care if you're besieged by every enemy on every side. Gideon had an encounter with Jehovah Shalom and became a mighty man of valor. I don't care if this is the darkest of all ages. God sent you Elijah. Amen. He sent you Elijah. 
Yes, sir. So that you could be a reflection of the very image of God through his word. One last quote, I hope. One last quote. And this, this is a mind-boggling quote for me. There's a man sitting here with asthma, a little fella from Norway. It's world, fall, world falling apart. He said, do you believe that God will cure that asthma and make you well? If you do, God will make you well. Amen. Why? All right. You can have it, sir. You didn't know you had that much faith. But the kingdom of God has come. And we are sitting with Messiah. God's Messiah. Do you believe that God will cure that asthma and make you well? If you do, God will make you well. Amen. Why? All right. You can have it, sir. You didn't know you had that much faith, did you? But the kingdom has come. And we are sitting with Messiah. God's Messiah. Now... That's why Joanne called me the other day and I was studying. She said, what are you doing, dear? I said, I'm trying to understand the message. Because it's deeper and richer than what we do by just reading it. And just putting, quote, the scripture together. What, what does this mean? He said, but the kingdom of God has come. And we're sitting with Messiah. God's Messiah. Why do you say Messiah? So now he's answering their questions. Like, how, why are you saying this? What is it, Brother Brandon? The word of God is more powerful than any kingdom. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a discerner of the thoughts that's in the mind and the intents of the heart. It's God's kingdom hallelujah receive this kingdom that cannot be moved hallelujah what a kingdom thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven oh it's deeper it's richer than what we think saints of god this is messiah he says exactly his word is his messiah messiah is in you does the work that the word says it does. It reproduces Christ. Because Christ is in you. His life is in you. Amen. Can you receive it this morning? Can you receive this image of God? He's changing me. Changing you. From glory unto glory, Gwyneth. This is just the beginning, dear. This is just the start of it. You get yourself a Bible and you mark it up. You get yourself a message book and library and you read it. You listen to those tapes and you get on your knees. Amen. Like that old missionary says, I don't want smooth knees. Amen. Musicians, please come. Please come. Brother Bram said, here we are formed into the word image, Brother Joe. We either believe it or we don't. I, I, I want to believe it, Brother John. Uh, that's the only thing I can do. Amen. We're being formed, formed 
into the very word image. Why? To be a partaker of his word. To feed on that word. We've been predestinated for it. It's like a spark of life that you had in you from the beginning. You, the church, is himself revealed. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Can I say that again in closing? Because that sort of sums it all up. Because if we are being changed from glory into glory, being formed in the very image of God, a prophet comes down back on the scene and says, his church is himself revealed or manifested. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, we shall also appear with him. So it's more than just coming to church on Wednesday night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's more than sitting at home. It's more than sitting going to your work tomorrow. It's a literal life of God being manifested in this incursed dying age. Why do we groan? All creation groaneth. As, this, as we said a couple of services ago, the serpent was cursed more than all the beasts of the field. They were fell under the curse. Lions tore lambs, lions tore cattle, animals killed each other. Never seen before. What a dark day that must have been. But God sent a message to return us back to Eden, Eve, and Christ. What a message we have today. Why don't you girls, why don't you get ready please for water baptism. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer as they give What kind of image, before I pray, what kind of image? Do we want to be an image that we want to prostitute ourselves to the world as, as these great, what they call superstars were? Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps, Mike Tyson, Lance Armstrong. All these people that were supposed to be super sport heroes. Where are they today? They're fallen and crumbled and disgraced. That's Satan's kingdom. Builds them up and tears them down and feeds on the flesh of his children. But God takes the nothings and makes them something. Takes the dust of the earth and creates a bride to reflect his very nature. To reflect the very image of God in this dark age. If you want to pray and bow with me now, we'll ask God to do a greater work within all of our lives. To let this message become more real. That we understand that we are now in another kingdom. We are in other heavenly places. And God has sent his word to take us and catch his waiting bride away. Heavenly Father, if we said anything this morning to hurt or wronged, please forgive me. But Lord, we are just so desirous to see the word of God unfold in a great way. Lord, it takes the moving of the Holy Spirit as we are now being a witness of two young ladies. Just on Friday, the Holy Spirit moved in a meeting and God, the whole senior class came to the front and just wanted more of God. Brother Kim beckoned them, said, why not us? Why not now? Why don't we start a revival in this church? And God started to move on two young ladies separately and not even knowing what a mighty God you are. 
Let them be a reflection of your glory and of your grace. And Lord, as we have joined together this morning, not trying to be some know-it-all or know everything. I don't. I don't know. I just want to know you. To know you is life eternal. And so, Father, I just pray that the word will unfold itself in our eyes and give us eyes of understanding. Be opened up, Lord, at last. And Father, I commit all into your divine care, every need that we've prayed for this week, all the saints that need you, Lord. I pray that you'll bless them and the windows of heaven be poured upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So vast is his, you know, the, um, the so vast, yeah, how great, right? Why don't we sing that as I go get how great the Father's love. Yes. Brother Nathan, please.
Amen. The word is rich and powerful. Hallelujah, Jesus. Maybe we can sing it's Jesus on the inside, working towards the outside, making a change, making a difference in my life. It's Jesus on the inside, working toward the outside, making a difference in my life. It's Jesus on the inside, working toward the outside, making a difference in my life. It's the Holy Ghost on the inside, working toward the outside, making there's a lot of happy people this morning because this is God Rebecca this is God speaking God spoke to your heart it hasn't been man it's been God and that same one that speaks to you him is the same one that will continue to speak to you we had a little meeting the other day never knowing what the Holy Spirit's going to do and we just speak from our hearts anyways when it's or speaking, and I wanted to speak on holiness. Without holiness, no man can see God. And I thought, you know, the younger people could understand that. And who wouldn't want to see God? Who wouldn't want to see Him? And it just seemed like the whole, whole meeting went just incredibly. Uh, Brother Jack Ray, he was leading song service, and, and he let out a song on holiness, holiness, holiness. I thought, this is incredible. Did you catch that, dear? Did you see that? And, and then it's not like a normal worship song in a high school, holiness, holiness. And I thought, Lord, are you preparing us for something? And all we want is our children to see God. That's all. That's all. Once they meet Him, the Lord takes over. He just takes over. You've had quite an example, Rebecca, in your life. You had quite an example, and it's quite a testimony that was written out. Did you want to say anything before I read some scripture? Um, I guess I'd just like to say that I'm super grateful for a school where we can have devotions and gather and have ministers come in and talk to us. That's wonderful. I am too. I am too. And I think your mother, she she wrote a special message to us and said to uh, me, it, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, a media guy here. Just forgive me. But she wanted to give thanks. 
and I thought it was tremendous how you how you wrote this, Sister Jana. He said, I want to write to you and share with you these full moments. So mothers and daughters have special moments, Sister Rebecca, and those are special times. She said, the Lord's been dealing with Rebecca, and I want to thank you for your devotion yesterday. We Zoomed, we listened, and the Holy Spirit was so great. She talked about how thankful she was for our pastor, Brother Biscoll. What a vision for our church, for Mount Baker Camp and the school. And we say, is it worth it? It's more than worth it. It's worth it. Daddies and mummies have sacrificed much for you to be here. But I was thinking of you with this one scripture, Rebecca, in Matthew 5 and 8. And the scripture says this. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. Without holiness, no man shall see God, the Bible says. But if you've got a pure heart, and you indeed have a pure heart, and God will continue to make you a daughter of God. This is a part of the process. You've repented. You've given your life to Christ. Now we're going to baptize you in Christian baptism. As we said, we're going to put you into a watery grave, but not leave you here. We're going to raise you up. So that as you rise, you're rising in the likeness of Christ. And the Bible says if you repent and are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you, Rebecca, are going to receive, shall receive, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Okay, we just hold your wrist like that. That's it. Our dear, precious Heavenly Father, what a moment this is. Lord, to think that you would deal separately with two different families, yet dear and deep friends. But as I spoke to Rebecca, it's not a triangle. It's not you and Gwyneth or you and some other friend. It's between her and Jesus. And so, Lord, would you make yourself so real and fill her, Lord, with the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, may the home be so different. May the brother see Jesus on display. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself stamp that image deep within her heart, I pray today, in the name of Jesus Christ. And Rebecca, by your confession that Jesus is your personal Savior, I baptize you into Christian baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, down from his glory, every living story, our God and Savior came and Jesus was his name. Down from his glory, every living story.
What a Savior. What a Savior. My breath, my sunshine, my all in all, the great He talked about how Jesus told the disciples just to follow him, and I know that I want to follow him. Amen, honey. It's an incredible thing that you can take the brethren, each one. And as as Rebecca was saying, she said, Michael, state of emergency. Murphy, keeping power. Brother Tom, your last service in holiness. Brother John, Andy's. And we could say, Tim, we could say... Everyone have added so much to your stature. And God started to deal with you. It was time to be a disciple, Brother John said, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Time to be a follower. And God spoke to you something that you've longed for. Well, the scripture talked about a little girl. And I'm not saying you're a little girl. You're a young lady. But she was was taken away and she lived in Naaman's, Naaman's house. A Syrian, an unbeliever. And she said unto her mistress, I would to God, my Lord, were with the prophet in Samaria, for he would recover of his leprosy. Brother Bram said at one point, who told her that? It was God that spoke to her. Who told you to do this? God. God told you, honey. So you can look in the scripture and say, a little maiden heard the voice of God. A little maiden spoke to me. And Brother Brown said, that is what the Bible is to do. It's to be revealed by inspiration. And God revealed something to you. I need to be saved. Then something else came. I need to be baptized. And now the scripture's part says that he will fill you now with the Holy Spirit. Okay. So now it's no longer Gwyneth that lives. But now it's God in Gwyneth. It will change your nature, honey. It will change everything, your thought patterns. It will change a lot of things. Because now it's God in Morphe, God in you. As we sang, Lord, down from his glory, ever living story. I can say my God, but Gwyneth God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Lord, you came. And sacrificed yourself to be Gwyneth's savior. To be her deliverer. To be her redeemer. Lord, I pray that there will be just a love for you grow stronger and deeper within her heart. Father God, by her confession in you as her savior. She finds herself in the waters of baptism. Being identified in your death, burial, and resurrection. I pray that the Holy Spirit himself will take his abode. And that God, you will fill her with the Holy Ghost. I pray in Jesus' name. Sister Gwyneth, by your confession that Jesus Christ is indeed your personal Savior, I baptize you in true Christian baptism. In the name 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Victory. We have the victory. Brother Nathan, you take the service. Victory, victory, victory. Hallelujah. Let's sing that victory is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today. Amen. We're happy today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just pray together as we prepare to go. And maybe, um, if you don't mind, we'll sing Psalm 34 before we go. And um, all right, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we're so glad, Lord, that we were able to come together like this and to be under the sound of the gospel, Father. So thankful, Lord Jesus, that you're so present with us, O oh God. You meet every need, Lord. You bring victory into our lives, Lord Jesus. Oh God, you are the great general and you go before us, Father. You are the great shepherd and you lead us, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you for what you are doing in our lives. Thank you for what you're doing in our children, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in our families, O oh God. Pray that you'll fill these young sisters, O oh Lord Jesus, with your Holy Spirit, O oh God. And make them a beacon, O oh God, in their community, Lord. Amongst their friends and associates, Lord. In their families, O oh God. Have your way, Lord Jesus, we pray. Thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for our brother Tom. Pray that you'll energize him and revive him, Lord, and strengthen him, O oh God. And just fill every fiber of our beings, O oh Lord. Lord God, and let us just be that bride of Jesus Christ on display, Lord, manifesting your image, O oh God. We give you all the glory and honor and the praise, Lord. Bless every family today, Lord. Bless our mothers, Lord. 
Help us to appreciate them more and more, O God. Not only today, Lord, but always, Father. Appreciate the prayers and the sacrifice and the strength, Lord, and the giving, Father. We just give you thanks, O Lord Jesus. And we bless your name and pray that you pour out a mighty and a great blessing upon every mother, O God, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask this. Amen. All right, let's start with verse 1. I sought the Lord, and He answered me, and delivered me from every fear. Those who look on Him are radiant,
thinking of this song the original life the original seed let's just sing that course or maybe a verse or two before we before we go god bless you each and every one the original life the original seed the original word is what i Bless you. Have a great week. God bless you all.